Thank you for listening to sermons by Chaplain Braswell. This ministry desires to help people know and live for Christ through the preaching of God's Word. And now, today's message. Well, Merry Christmas. It's good to see each and every one of you tonight. God bless you, and thank you so much for for being here. I'd like to say uh, in just a moment we'll look at God's Word, uh, Matthew chapter 1. If you have a copy of God's Word or on your phone, if you want to turn there, you can, to Matthew chapter 1. But let me say this. I just want to say a big thank you to our chaplain team at Schofield Community Chapel. God bless you men. Just We thank you. I love every one of you. I'm Dan Braswell. I'm one of them. But God bless you all for all the work that you do. And also, uh, not just our chaplains, but our volunteer team, our, our folks who helped set all this up. You know, they didn't give us the keys to Sergeant Smith Theater, and all this was just like this. It didn't just magically happen. There's a lot of folks who I could thank, but each and every one of you from our, from our church congregation, God bless you. Thank you for whether it's singing, setting up, wonderful cocoa, hot chocolate, and apple cider. Uh, just a, what a great uh, feeling of, of Christmas. And let me say something else. As I've been uh, just, I was back there listening and then coming up here, one other thing that I noticed is I keep, I keep hearing babies. And you know what that reminds me of? We're here to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And guess what Jesus was? He was a baby. So God bless you for being here, families. We're so glad that you're, that you're here. We're in just a moment, I'm going to read two passages of Scripture. I want to look at Matthew chapter 1, and then I want to look at Luke chapter 2. Some of you may have been like me and my family. We try to read the Christmas story every year. When I was growing up, we would read passages like this at my parents' house and my, and my grandparents' house. And earlier today, I was over at the at 25th Cab. They did an Aloha Christmas breakfast, and Chaplain Stone, my brother, he's actually here tonight. He was saying we were about to have our prayer, and we were playing some Christmas music, and I think it was a Santa Claus song, and he said, uh, he said I don't want to confuse Santa with the Lord, so we're going to turn the, turn the music off and, and focus on the Lord when we pray. And that reminded me of a, of a story of a couple of military uh, brothers like, like some of we have here, right? You're, you're military and you've lived all over the place and you went to school all over the place. And, and these two um, military children, military families, they were, they were uh, home for Christmas. Some of y'all may not be home for Christmas. You're like me. I call home another place, South Carolina, but we're all here together. So as is common to military families, these two boys, they, they weren't home for Christmas. And... This time they were, though. This time they were home for Christmas, and they were around the table, and, and they began to uh, get ready to say the blessing, and one of the boys, he volunteered. He said, I'll say the blessing tonight, and he prayed his, he prayed his prayer, and he's praying, oh, dear God, can I please get a, a PlayStation 5? And then he prays it a little louder, oh, Lord, I just pray that you'll get me a PlayStation 5. He's super loud, and his brother says, what are you doing? God's not deaf. And he said, yeah, but Grandma is. i got to make sure she hears it, too. Sometimes we want to cover all the bases. Well, like Chaplain Harrison said earlier, I imagine that we're here to worship and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why we come together tonight. I want to read two passages of Scripture for you about the Christmas story. The first one is Matthew chapter 1. Let me read to you verses 21 through 23. What the angel said to Joseph. She, that is Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means, you may know it, God with us. And turning over to Luke chapter 2, I want to read another passage of scripture to you. You've heard some of this already, and if you attended in the past several weeks at Schofield Community Chapel, or maybe at your place of worship you normally attend, you've heard these scriptures. I want to read a portion out of Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 10. It says, The angel said to them, Fear not, that is saying to the shepherds, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior. A couple of things that I want to share in these few moments with us on this Christmas Eve. And in, as, as we get towards the end, we'll sing a song together. And I hope each of you got a candle that looks something like the one that you can see mine. If you don't have a candle, we have more. You feel free to go back or maybe send someone back to get, you, get a couple of more candles if you need one. Because at the end, we'll light these at our, at our close of time of worship. But as we worship together in these few moments and as we look at God's word, I just want to share two thoughts with you from these two passages and from the Christmas story. The first is this. One of the things we see at Christmas time, and that I think we're reminded of every year, is number one, God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. He, he always does. You can go all the way through the scripture and you can see God keeping his promise. The angel told Joseph the prophecy, you will call his name Jesus. He will be Emmanuel. These angels spoke to the shepherds. God keeps his promises for what he's going to do for us. Just like that little boy, he's praying. He's hoping grandma hears it, by the way, because he kind of knows that grandma might be the one to get his present. We know that God keeps his promises. Genesis chapter 3 talked about the seed of the woman, that is Eve, who would come and who would crush the head of the serpent. In Genesis chapter 12, there's another promise where God tells Abraham, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to make you a great name, and all the nations of the world through you would be blessed. That's God keeping his promises throughout the scriptures. Deuteronomy talks about this prophet who's going to come who's greater than Moses. 2 Samuel chapter 7 talks about a son of David who we found out in Matthew, Jesus is of the lineage of David, but that this son of David is going to reign forever. In the Psalms, Jesus is called the Lord's anointed. He, he's called the righteous sufferer in Psalm 22. In Psalm 110, he's called the priest forever. That passage we read just a moment ago about the virgin shall conceive, that's from Isaiah, several hundred years before the birth of Jesus. In Isaiah 53, he's the suffering servant. In Daniel 7, he's the coming son of man. And in Micah chapter 5, he's the baby born in Bethlehem. All of these passages, all through the Old Testament, they point to Jesus, don't they? And they remind us that God always keeps his promises. I hope that as we think about Christmas uh, this evening and later on as we light our candle, I hope it reminds us that you and I are lights of the world that simply point our way to Jesus. Did any of you ever have a place when you were growing up that it was that special place that you'd go and watch Christmas decorations or go look at that fancy house that was lit up? If you did raise your hand, if when you were growing up that was that one special place, yeah. 
Nowadays, we seem to have places you can go drive through and all that, but, but when I was growing up, maybe like some of you, I would go to a, to a neighborhood because I knew there was this one special house that would always be lit, and every year you look forward to going there, right? Well, there was this one neighborhood that was like that in, in a particular town, and this family had gathered up in their car, and it was time, just like it is every year, to go see this one house that's just it's totally lit up. It's the one that you want to, it's the Griswold house, right? It's there in all of its glory and all the lights and all those things. And as they arrived, they had to wait in line because it was sort of at the end of the road, and they were going down the road trying to get to the, to the lit up, the nice, the beautiful, the glorious, the big one, the big house with all the fancy decorations. And right before they got to that house, there was a little small house, and it had this little rinky-dink lighted sign with this little arrow that just kind of did this. Like, there it is right there. It's not us. We just got this little rinky-dink sign that points over here to this big house. Well, guess what? God loves you and God loves me. And he says that we can let our light shine. And because God keeps his promises, all those things in the Old Testament, all they simply did is point to Jesus, point to Jesus. You and I, we know for a fact that God keeps his promises, and we too can point people to Jesus. Now, the other thing I want to share with you tonight, and the angel said it to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, and it is this. It is very simple. Not only does God keep his promises, but Jesus is the one who saves us from our sin. Jesus is the one who saves us from our sin. Every year when we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating what that God became flesh, as John said, and dwelt among us. That is, God the Son, who's fully God, took on human flesh. At his birth, you see a cradle for a child. But at the same time, what do you see the wise men following? This star for the Son of God. The shepherds, they come, and if you keep reading in Luke chapter 2, and I hope you take time this Christmas to do that, you'll read about the shepherds worshiping the baby boy, but you'll also read about a choir of angels who sing praises to the Son of God. If you continue to read in the life of Jesus, what do you see? You see Jesus who at one point, he's hungry. Even on the cross, he says, I thirst. Yet this same Jesus who's fully God is the one who fed 5,000 men and women and children. There's another story, one of my favorite passages in the New Testament is when Jesus is on a boat with his disciples and there's a storm going on and you may remember that Jesus is asleep. I get tired, sometimes I go to sleep. Jesus went to sleep. But what did he do when they woke him up? He woke up and he said, peace, be still. Jesus was a man and he went to sleep. But Jesus also woke up and he calmed the seas. Jesus saves. The angels were telling the shepherds the, the main point of Christmas, and that is that Jesus is the one who saves. Matthew chapter 1 that we read tells us that his name will be called Jesus, and you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us, that's who, that's who Jesus is. He's fully God, God with us. Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew means the Lord saves. That is what he does. God keeps his promises and Jesus saves. 
when I was reading about this passage, one of the things that stood out to me was that if you go to the beginning of Luke chapter 2, we didn't read this tonight, but you remember at the beginning of the story, it says there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Well, Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome, and many people of his day saw him, and they called him a savior. He was the one who was going to bring peace to the world. In fact, there was an altar during that time, during the time of Christ's birth, that was called the Pax Augustus. That is, this is an altar paying homage to Caesar Augustus because he has brought salvation. They even changed their calendar so that the first of the year coincided with the birth of Caesar Augustus. The day of his birth had marked the beginning, in their words, of the message of this, of this salvation. But you know what you and I know? Luke was making a greater point than that. Yes, it happened while Caesar Augustus had called people to be taxed, but the angels made it very clear that Jesus is the Savior. There is no other king. He is the king. In Acts chapter 17, who Luke also wrote, he, he said they were acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. Luke is making the point that there are people saying there's another king. You got that right, and his name is King Jesus. During that day, they would say, Kurios Kaiser, that is Caesar is Lord. But Luke is making the point, no, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is, he is the one who will save people from, his, from their sins. He is the Lord. He is the King. If you're here tonight and, and maybe you're thinking about your relationship with God, I've got great news for you. God sent his son, that's what we're talking about. And Jesus grew to be a man, and he died on a cross. And the Bible says three days later that he rose again. And that when he died on the cross, the Bible said God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're here tonight and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I encourage you to call out to God and cry out to him and say, God, Save me, a sinner, one who I know I've sinned against you. If you have any questions about how to become a Christian or, or how to call out to God for salvation, we would love to talk with you about that. Let your light shine. I encourage you to go ahead and, and get your candle and get ready to, to light these candles in just a moment. And I'll ask Greg if you and the team will go ahead and make your way up. I want to share a couple of passages of Scripture with you. And then we're going to worship the Lord in song and, and use our candles to aid us in worship as well. Let your light shine. In John chapter 8, Jesus said this. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus put it this way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father that is in heaven. In just a moment, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to light from the Christ candle behind me, and then there'll be a couple of chaplains who are down here who will light their candles, and if you've been a part of a service like this, so on and so forth, we'll continue going down the aisles, and we'll light our candles, and we're going to sing Silent Night, and we'll hold our candles up. And I pray that this is an act of worship to us. As we say, Son of God loves pure light, maybe you and I, our prayer tonight could be God... Help us to be your light. As you came down to us, God, may we share your light with others. Would you stand with me and we'll prepare our hearts for this act of worship together.
Heavenly Father, Son of God, loves pure light. You are the light of the world. God, may our light shine before men as well. Not for our own glory, God, but so that we simply point others to the glory that is you, God the Father, and the glory that is your Son, Jesus Christ. God, we give honor and glory to you tonight. We praise your name forever. Thank you for bringing us together this night. God, we thank you. We adore you. We worship you. In Christ's name, amen.